You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's Shapiro World with David Shapiro, and this podcast is proudly brought to you by sharenet.co.za. David Shapiro, it's a quiet time. It's a very strange thing because this is now, by my reckoning, the third short week we've had, and next week will be another short week because of the election, so that will be four short weeks in a row in a country that can ill afford short weeks. <laughs> I I think uh, we tend to make them even shorter because uh, we take holidays off either side of uh, of the public holiday. I think that people close early. Um, remember on Friday as well, it was already a short week. And then because Saturday was a holiday, we closed the stock exchange at uh, 3 o'clock. Yes. And on on Friday, Lindsay, the I don't think we got to 10 billion rands worth of trade. Even as I look now, I think we're – uh, the last time I looked, we were under we were under ten. So there's very little turnover going through the going through the market. We're nine point two now. There's normally a flurry that um, takes place in the um, in in the closing auction that that makes up about twenty twenty five percent of the trade. Yes. Um, which will take it. So I, I predict we'll have eleven billion. We can't make a living on on those volumes. Or there's certainly, when I say we, the industry can't. Remember. You've got these houses with, um, with with research teams and a very, very expensive research teams. You've got trading teams. You've got offices. You've got the whole infrastructure. And I think on these volumes, um, the stock exchange, you know, stock brokers, and I'm using it in the old context, I think must be bleeding. Yeah, um, I mean, I've put in a request for a, a call with Nicky Newton King, the CEO of the JSE Limited, which administers obviously uh, the JSE Securities Exchange, and uh, she's not willing to talk to me. Apparently, maybe it's the time of year uh, that she can't do so. But yeah, I want to talk to her about well, the future of the exchange because it's becoming—it's almost like it's becoming a provincial exchange. Well, you know what? What we are. And uh, I'm just looking at the JSE. It's down 16% this year. We're down 30%. Uh, sorry, 16% year to date, 30% over the year. You mean the share so, price of the JSE Limited? The share price of JSE Limited. Now, just I, I, I classify that as a financial lie. Uh, you know, I, I'm not quite sure of the JSEs. Um, where, where they where they put the companies and classifications, but yes. I, I just pulled them up into industrials, financials, and uh, resources. I've got three three ways that I look at you know three different markets, and I always put this as a financial. Um, and out of all the banks and um, you know banks and insurers, I think this is the worst. In fact, I see Sasfin, our company, is down twenty seven percent this year. Mm. They're down twenty nine percent. So it gives you an idea. Of how people are, you know, how people are thinking. When you talk about Sasfin, I don't want to get too personal about this, but when you come to financial services, when you come to Sasfin and you give that number that you've just given us, is that indicative of Sasfin or is that indicative of the industry in general, would you say, because of the it's, nature of your business and the transactional yeah. nature of your business? That's the economy. You know, there's no doubt about it. It's a bank. Uh, um, it lends to small and medium enterprise, small and medium-sized enterprises. Yes. So that's its market. It's a it's a business financer. It's a asset financer. You know, it it helps you run your business. And I think that um, more so than the bigger banks, we're exposed to perhaps 
the soft side of this economy to smaller businesses that are really battling very, very hard in this economy. So I, I would attribute it more to that than to perhaps uh, reckless trading or anything around that. We're doing okay here. You know, I mean, on the wealth side, we're doing okay. But even in that respect, I think, um, you know, we were, we were early to take clients' money offshore, which has given us a bit of a boost. But I think in our traditional business, which is a stockbroking business, um, I think it must be you know, under a lot of pressure in these times, as every other broker is. Um, I just look here. Lindsay, I look today on the market, and yeah. I've got no ideas. <laughs> you know, I, I literally sit here on the local market uh, struggling to find anything to even talk about in these kind of markets. Very quiet, uh, very dull. There's There's no activity. By activity, I mean M&A activity, mergers and acquisitions, deals, yeah. listings, any of the other things that, that we, we get in a normal year, just absent. Uh, so you look for, oh, what, what's happened to uh, the platinum price? You know, what's yeah. happened to the iron ore price? That's, we try to find stories around that rather than, than, than anything exciting that's driven by the economy. Do you know what I, I sort of gauge it by as well, David? You talk about that, is that the number of emails that come in every single day, you'll get PR companies, you'll get companies to come yeah. directly to you saying, Lindsay, would you like this interview? Would you like to talk about this, like to talk about that? Mm. It has slowed to a dribble. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, it's, not, it's not just this week or the week before because of the short weeks. It has just genuinely become a trend. Right. You really have to battle to find good stories, unless you're a, a, a politically leaning broadcaster, which I'm not. I mean, politics, no, I, I, no. I'm, not, I'm really not interested. You're not going to be able to tell no. somebody, well, no. I think you should be investing in this because of the antics of Mr. Malema or Mr. Ramaphosa, no. etc. I don't no. get fed stuff as much as I used to. No, there isn't anything like that. I'm on your, in your camp as well. I don't pay much attention to politics. Um, there's a lot of talk, especially at the moment. Um, everybody's trying to climb on the bandwagon. You know, I just read a headline, uh, UBS giving 20 stocks to, to buy if Mr. Ramaphosa comes in and increases. Wow. You know, those kind of things. So I can't, you know, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not sucked in by that. I try to look at the underlying economy and whether there's a chance that regardless of whoever gets in, that the uh, the structures are there for us to turn this around. And that's that's a big difficulty. I don't think that uh, there is any plan that's going to be able to help us absorb, um, you know, uh, uh, absorb the unemployed um, or, or anything around that. So I think that's what you're alluding to. You know, we're not getting, we're not getting momentum. We're not getting ideas. We're not getting... Um, those kind of forces that, that, that drive economies up and the, and, and, and the stock market. You know, even <laughs> you, you, you're the one, I think we spoke about uh, valuations or uh, recently, you know, valuations are there in a cynical way. And, and if the valuations are so wonderful, if they're so appealing and enthralling, why, is, why are there no deals? <laughs> you yeah. know, why is no one coming in and grabbing these so-called companies? That's because I think uh, no one can see past the next few weeks. 
And no one can see down the line. You don't, you don't acquire a company for next year. You acquire it for five, 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. And I think that's right. You know, that, that, that's missing. That's the, uh, it, it's missing in our market and it's missing in our economy. You know what it does as well? I mean, it makes my business very difficult. I'm looking at the stock exchange news service today. I'm looking at something that I get every week from FNB, which says what's going on uh, over the next week when it comes to corporate activity. And it just says no corporate activity expected this week. I mean, there's, there's nothing going on. There's going to be some uh, economic data releases peppered throughout the week, but... I don't, it's not like the no. United States when you see the GDP number coming out and the market mm. says, well, this is great or this is bad. Uh, but in no. South Africa, the economic no. data releases are not no. particularly impactful when it comes to the chats that we have. It's, it's no. to do with corporate data. And there's yes. nothing. There's nothing this week. Mm-mm. It's actually quite Mm-mm. difficult. No, it's very, it, for us, it's very, it's, it's very difficult. It's exactly that. You know, I'm putting a story. I mean, I all, before our talk, I always try to jot down some points and see uh, where the drivers are, you know, what points of interest. Always looking for something different. And, and I must say, I'm, I'm a bit stuck and stymied at the moment. I just see Anglo Platz has come down quite significantly for any, for reasons. There's been a lot of, uh, there's been, and in parlors as well, there's been a lot of activity on that side of it. So I'm not what's, I'm not sure what's driving it down if there's been any issue in the platinum market. Because on Friday, on Friday, Lindsay, we saw quite a kick up in, in palladium prices and platinum prices towards the end. Yes. But, uh, I've got to go check the story now because it seems that there's been a bit of pressure on those prices. Platinum shares under significant pressure. It's not ex-dividend at this stage. So. No. I'm I- not sure what the, uh, I, you know, I'm not, uh, Impala's down, uh, Anglo Platts are down. Anglo Platts down 4%. Five and a half. In, in, mm. Yeah, well, actually, we're, I'm, we're pre-recording this. I'm just looking at the top five major movers according mm. to shenet.co.za. On the downside, we've got Anglo American Platinum, Impala Platinum, Anglo Gold, Xaro, and then yeah. right at the bottom, Fortress A. So something's going on in thin conditions today. I don't know, David. Well, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's on the mining market, but I haven't seen any particular story, uh, maybe other than some, you know, that, that there's a sell-off in, uh, in some of those metals, but there's nothing that I've seen, uh, you know, that, that, that highlights that. It's certainly not a world headline. Um, no. so something, something there will, I'll dig it up in a, in a minute or two. I'll, I'll, I'll have to go search and see why. Why we've seen those kind of movements on the on the upside as well? There's absolutely no movement. There's there's uh, you know very little to push us up or very little corporate news. So that's about the only story we can you know we can work around is why suddenly this the sell off in platinum shares. Yeah, the, the the rand is fourteen thirty one against the U.S. dollar, which is not that. I mean, it's a half a percent move from the last time that the the market traded on Friday. Uh, of course, uh, the platinum price itself is down nine dollars to eight ninety. Maybe it's a little bit to do with that, or maybe somebody Could. has come out and said, "Well, you know, we've got an election coming up in a relatively unstable political country, uh, which has a seventy six percent monopoly. I think it is in yeah. the in the production of platinum group metals. Maybe we." We don't like this. Maybe right. someone yeah. is actually sitting down and saying, let's take a play on this thing. Maybe a broker put yeah. out a, a cautionary <clears throat> on platinum group metal yeah. stocks. Who knows? Well, I'll dig for that. I, I've, I haven't got the answer at the moment. Right. But, you know, I've got the Anglo Platts chart in front of me. And uh, 
it's it's a kind of share that tracked sideways for almost a couple of years now. I'm looking from 2014, and I'm taking a longer view. And then, of course, uh, last year about this time or uh, a little around about August or September, it just took off and in a rocketed uh, all the way up for for whatever reasons. And the chart looks very vulnerable. You know, when, and, 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 and I'm not a chartist in the sense that I track every move and I draw lines and uh, all kinds of uh, pictures around it. But where something takes off uh, almost perpendicularly, you know that there's going to be trouble ahead and that it's going to unwind. And what I'm seeing now just seems to be unwinding and starting to fall. And if, 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 you know, my, my sense tells me that this could come down another 10, 15% before it finds any kind of support or, or levels here. So maybe we're at the start of some kind of correction that reverses some of the huge profits that we saw in platinum shares last year. Um, difficult to read. I'm just, um, you know, we're taking guesses here. We really are taking guesses, David. Do you know what we're doing now? You and I, normally, we have so much to speak about. There's nothing yeah. to speak about this week. Yeah. Have, you, have, you, yeah. have you noticed that we're grasping at straws? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Well, that happens. Um, I, w- I wish it was different. Um, you know, I go, through the, I go through a routine every day in order to try and track what's happening on the market. Um, I go through the SENS reports. I go through um, all the different... Um, media, I go through Bloomberg's, I go through the Financial Times, I go, you know, just looking for headlines uh, in the hope of finding a story. And to be honest, the the only story that's coming through now is what lies ahead this week, that you've got a Fed meeting, you've got a a Bank of England meeting, you've got the job numbers on Friday and so on. So we've got um, Alphabet's results, we've got Apple's results. So there's quite a bit that's happening on the global scene, but uh, when we relate it back to our market here, very little. Um, even even on U.S. markets, uh, they're ticking up. Uh, the bulls are. When I say the bulls are in the ascendancy, we're talking in decimal points, not you know, not in anything great. They just seem to be. I see the S and P's at a new record. It's up 0.2 percent, but it's not. It's not 50. You know, it's not. It's not running away. Um, but uh, and that's on the that's driven by some some good numbers, particularly in the tech side of it. Um, but but that's about it, you know. And nothing really. Europe's okay as well. Europe's, um, but it's very hard to find where the winners are. Yeah, no, you know, which which. Mm? Sorry, yeah. They're, I, it, they're, I think the only winner I have to mention is that. Go on. Um, is 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 the Avengers came out, which is a movie. One point two uh, billion. <laughs> Can you believe it? And no. you know something, to be honest, I don't think I could sit through that for more than 15 minutes. I, it's a three-hour film. no affinity for, for those kind of movies at all. Well, it's, um, not, it's not just that. When I, when I saw it, I mean, I didn't even know that the, the Avengers series had become such a massive thing, but they mm-hmm. put in a weekend, which meant that $1.2 billion worth was taken out of something <laughs> like 8,000 theaters across mm-hmm. the United States of America. <laughs> it was sold out, and you can't even get tickets this week for it either. Uh, I and I don't quite understand, and I, I thought to myself, well, maybe I should go and see this thing. And it I'm says, kidding. no, you've got to be there for the last... 10 years you've got to have been part of this movement part of this avengers thing you can't just go and watch this film you have to have watched all the previous films and this film is nearly three hours long david yeah it is 
My 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 family in New York, when my grandson was proud to tell me that he was going on Saturday evening, nine twenty. That's uh, twenty one hours. You know, I mean, in the evening, yeah. and there was three hours, and he had a soccer game in the morning. The big worry was he had to get up to uh, to get up for a soccer practice. Worried he wouldn't get up. Three hours. It's crazy. And Lindsay, you know, when they watch that, they buy these huge tubs of popcorn. Uh, of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can fill up your Coke. You know, you can, you can have any kind of color Coke you want from orange Coke to I don't know what different Cokes oh you my have, etc. It's, it's an incredible experience to go there. We were talking about this. I mean, the major drivers <laughs> of stocks these days are all to do with service. They're to do with yeah, uh, watching yeah. things on television or watching mm. things on your smartphone. It's as simple yeah. as that. Uh, the old, mm. the old style in Industrial shares are being pushed to the background. They're still there, but you have to say to yourself, which which I don't know which studio actually produces Avengers. This is Marvel. Marvel is Disney. Oh, it's Disney. It's you see, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. Marvel. But the 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 other point that's interesting mm. is that you know I'm a big Buffett man. I have been. I've always admired him. I've I've always had great respect for him, and I learned an enormous amount from him. But over the last few years. Just um, he's kind of lost a little bit of his the, the glamour. I don't think you know the, his diehard fans uh, still hold him in very high esteem, as do I and Charlie. But um, if if you if you uh, look at his performance over the last few years, he's kind of hasn't kept abreast with um, you know with the S and P, and he's always bragged over a lifetime you know that he's able to outperform the S and P. And I think since 2008 or 2009, he's actually underperformed that market simply because he's so big. You know, he's, uh, Berkshire Hathaway is in the top 10 uh, listed companies on the, JS, uh, on, the, on the U.S. market in terms of market cap. So it's very difficult to, to get the kind of returns that he wants, even though he's got um, a lot of underlying businesses. Yeah. Insurance businesses have done well and so on. He's been hurt by craft irons. But even his, um, his performance on the stock market has been – uh, below par, you know, his hasn't been uh, even with the appointment of the two Toms, uh, who are you know helping manage that side of it. So he's under a lot of pressure. And why I bring it up is that this uh, Saturday is the meeting in Omaha, and uh, oh, yes. you can podcast it. You know, you can you can uh, 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 what's it webcast it and uh, watch the whole thing right. in the comfort of your home rather than squashing into the arena there. But um, I'll, I'll miss it. I'll be in London. Uh, but I think he's going to come under quite a bit of pressure for the first time in terms of, of, of returns. Um, and, and, and not only that, he's got a huge cash pile, uh, which people are beginning to not demand, but suggest he starts to buy back shares in a more aggressive way or at least pay a dividend because it doesn't seem he's able to spend it. Yeah, or maybe he's losing touch, or just maybe the market is becoming more diverse it, or it, dislocated more com com yeah. compared mm. to his normal way of valuing shares because mm. he lost mm. out in the tech boom, but to his credit, yeah. he was cushioned from the, the market falling dramatically back in 2000. He didn't go for the dot-com things because he didn't understand them. Um, he's gone for Apple as well, but now maybe yeah. he can't understand Netflix and Disney. No. 
and other uh, I- industries that are really not anything to do with him. I mean, he has a yeah. he has a hamburger every day and a glass of Pepsi, I think it is, and, yeah. and that's his life. Coke, he, Coke. He, oh, is it? Co- oh, it's not Pepsi. <laughs> sorry, Coca Cola every single day. That doesn't really. No. You can invest in those, but that doesn't mean to say you've you've got a Netflix subscription and no. you're watching whatever film it is. Yeah, no, I think I think you're dead right, and I. I think that, you know, he, his big deal into Kraft Heinz backfired, um, largely because I think he was applying very similar or very much part of his old value type approach. And, uh, sometimes with big brands, you need to spend on them. Um, you can't just let them take care for themselves. Uh, and a lot of those big brands that he always used to regard as sacred or iconic are not in an in an internet age are coming under a lot of pressure you know mm-hmm. and um i i think he's just slightly out of step there or wasn't fast enough to make that um, transformation. This transformation but, is going to be interesting. I, it's like Mr. Ferguson going to David Moyes all those years ago when Manchester United changed its management and everyone had been used to um, Mr. Ferguson and then David Moyes came along. It's like eventually Munger yeah. and Buffett will hand over. And I don't know if the transition is, is, that, is going to be that smooth and probably because of the size and the reputation of the past. It's in fact there were suggestions that even he put on the stage, um, you know, some of these appointments that he's made, uh, Greg Abel and uh, Ajit. I can't remember his name, Jane. You know, who's the insurance man yeah. who are destined to take over from him or the running of the underlying businesses. Uh, but there's no way that he's going to give up the stage, you know, and uh, uh, absolutely no way. So. Um, it's it's look I I for me it's uh, 88 years old, Charlie's 96 year old. It's not much longer, you know. Just uh, um, you can't fight. What's the word with the aging process? And and it's rather sad because yeah. I mean they've been wonderful people and I've, I still you know to this day you still quote them and yes. they're incredibly entertaining, uh, you know, entertaining. But uh, from an investment point of view. I'm, even I'm starting to say, do I really need, and I've done very well out of them, but uh, uh, I'm certainly underperforming where I should be. I wonder if the UEFA Champions League was a listed entity, how it would have done over the last 10 years. I think <laughs> it would probably be up 100, 200%, something like yes. that. And this mm. week, David, I, I know you're going yeah. over to London in the next couple of days in order to watch football matches, but uh, what I've seen is... An incredible end to the English Premier League season. We've got two games left mm. for each of Manchester City and Liverpool. I don't know who's. I've who, never who, seen anything like this. No, nor have no, I. I mean, the other thing every is every game. You know, from now at where, wherever you are, every game is important. I mean, you've got the four teams: um, Spurs, Chelsea, Arsenal, Man United, fighting for places. They can't slip up. I mean, they have slipped up. It's incredible how they have slipped up. But at the top end, I've never seen a fight like this. I mean, it's it's incredible. Yeah. And then you've got we've got the Champions League tomorrow. It's uh, Spurs against Spurs against Ajax is is, in, is yeah, incredible. I can honestly give you a prediction now. 
that Spurs yeah. are looking so, so jaded and so lacking yeah. in ideas that Ajax, mm. which is a team that I'm quite mm. close to, is mm. the most amazingly young, vibrant and unfettered yeah. team that I've ever seen in my yeah. life. I would predict that Ajax is going to thrash Spurs over two leagues. I, it, thrash them, yeah, I say. I think it can happen because they didn't look, you know, just watching Spurs, they looked very, when you say jaded was the right word, they were, they never had ideas, they never, and you know, West Ham really stretched them. For the first few minutes they were fine, but I think that applies to a lot of teams, you know, I didn't see Chelsea, I didn't see Man United, Arsenal were awful, they have been for the last couple of yeah, weeks, well, and when I say awful, I can't find a word strong enough to describe Manchester United made fact, the biggest the mistake of their lives, with, David, sorry with, to interrupt, by, by, by <laughs> appointing Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, you've, you've, heard oh, of the, you've, you've heard of the dead cat bounce, of course, yeah, know, you've heard I of know. the dead cat bounce, where a market yeah. falls dramatically, and then it bounces mm. back, and you, the old saying is, you can drop a cat yeah. off the Empire State mm. Building and it'll bounce but yeah. it doesn't mean it's not dead <laughs> I think Manchester United is a dead team and the appointment of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was the was most mad. emotionally driven and yeah. injudicious move they could ever have come yeah. up against they should ah, have yeah. had Zinedine Zidane in there that's what they should yeah. have done but anyway yeah, you're right. I agree with you there. I just, uh, I can't see him lasting. You know, I don't think, I think no. it's going to end up costing them a lot of money. And it's a shame because he's a decent person. Yeah, he looks he's nice. He's a really decent, nice man. If you're earning £500,000 a week and that little, <laughs> that little fellow walks into the changing room and says, Oi, uh, do your socks up, he's going to say to him, well, he just doesn't look like a Mr. Ferguson. No. Uh, just no. quick predictions on this now. We've got Spurs versus Ajax. And crikey, Barcelona versus Liverpool. Barcelona and Liverpool. I know. Which, I don't know. I don't know whether do Liverpool want? have got it. I I love Barcelona. I love the play they talk. You know the way they play soccer. You're I talking my language. Yeah. Mm, you know they're a beautiful team, and credit to credit to Liverpool. I mean they've been very consistent. They try hard. They're one team that just keeps going. And I like Jurgen Klopp, but I think that. Maybe uh, Barcelona will have the slight edge on. Okay, so it's Barcelona and Spurs versus Ajax. I've already nailed my colours to the mask. What do you think? I think Ajax, yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine Barcelona Ajax final? Oh my gosh. I know. Wonderful. So exciting. (laughs) David Shapiro, thank you very much for your time this evening. It's David Mm -hmm. Shapiro from Sassvin in Johannesburg. And that was Shapiro World. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za.